Hey folks, I'm Tom. And I'm Vince. Welcome to Friday Night Beers, a show where two guys who know too much about pop culture and not enough about beer try some beers and explain them in a way that you may understand. But that you probably won't, and it'll only make sense to us. Either way, we hope you'll be entertained. You know, Vince, I'm, I'm feeling a little tired to start off the You're show. You're feeling tired? Yeah, I could use a, a quick boost. A quick pick-me-up? Yeah, uh, some could say I could use a, a hot dose of coffee. Wow, is that because you were on a bender last night? Oh, you know, not last night, but many nights in the past. You know what? I sensed when I walked in that your tone was a little surly. Oh, I see. You know what? Let's just put it all together. Today we're <laughs> drinking Coffee Bender. From Surly Brewing Co. out of Minnesota. God damn it, we are good at this. I don't... I, that's the thing, is I'm not sure we are. Well, I think I like to think that we are. People fast forward. Yeah. They figure out at minute like three and a half what beer we're drinking. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, uh, I've never been on a, a coffee bender, but I am... Going to try this beer, and I gotta say, Vince, I'm coming in with some skeptical eyes. Skeptical eyes? When I told you that I thought we were gonna, we should do this one, you said, I think I'm going to hate it. <laughs> that's, that is actually what I said. So. Well, that's because you don't really drink coffee. I don't, and you're a coffee guy. Yes, I but I don't like the taste. I drink it black. It just is what it is. It keeps me awake. Got it. So... Yeah, so a couple of things just right off the bat. Obviously, this is going to be unique a unique beer. We mentioned Surly Brewing out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. We'll get into them in a second, but I do want to just give you the description of this. Technically, a brown ale at 5.1%, so not too heavy. Uh, this is a Guatemalan coffee roasted locally and added to our house oatmeal ale. Cold press, coffee aromatics with intense coffee flavors, and are balanced by the oats in the malt bill, resulting in a cappuccino-like creaminess. Got to be honest, none of this sounds like beer to me, but... (laughs) No, no. In fact, (laughs) let's talk a little bit about the beer in it. So brown ale, we're talking a dark amber brown color. Right. First used to describe uh, what London brewers were putting out in the late 17th century as like a mild ale, right? Today, a little bit different, a little heavier hopped, um, and most notably, it's popular in England, Belgium, America, other than being top fermented, having a darker color than pale beers. Brown ales share little in common in terms of flavor profile. So you're right, we're doing something a little bit different here, but maybe not so different. I'll be interested to, interested to see how this pairs up with some of the ambers that we've had, some of those nice, beautiful brown beers. Yeah, we did Newcastle Brown Ale a while we back did. as well, which we is did. the only other official brown ale we've tried. I have a feeling this is going to be pretty different. A that. little bit, a little bit. Now, Vince, uh, I've only been to the great state of Minnesota one time. I had a great time there, but it was also the dead of winter. So Yeah, I probably went in the dead the of winter as well. Yeah. Um, and I have to be quite frank with you. I think you did get the full experience. Isn't that what Minnesota's about? <laughs> uh, I mean, if you count going to a Timberwolves game in a brewery uh, as the full experience, then yes, I did get the full experience. Well, you got to go to the Mall of America, too. That's on my list, yeah. Okay. Um, now, Vince, Surly Brewing, it's been in business since 2004. Yep. And the original owner, Omar Ansari, uh, is the guy who is the brainchild behind this, but... 
Uh, unbeknownst to us, there's uh, a little bit of history, recent history with Surly. A little bit of Surly history, if you will. (laughs) Some Surly undertones. Tom, I don't think that we should talk about this and get into this tea until we start cracking this bad boy. Or get into this coffee, we should say. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Well done. And you said we were bad at this Where's the Kermit meme? (laughs) Okay. Cheers, Vince. Let's give this a try. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's actually not bad, as far as I shook them a little. Yeah, no oh, mistaking. It smells terrible. No mistaking the, the blunt coffee smell. Um, all right, I'm gonna. It smells <laughs> like it smells like coffee and trash, like trash water almost. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> it's actually not too bad. <sighs> I don't think I should have all 16 ounces of it. I. I, I can already tell uh, this is a no for me, dog. It tastes... It's a no for me. Okay, Randy. <laughs> it tastes like coffee, truthfully. It does taste like coffee. And, I mean, I know I was expecting that, but the, it's there's a flatness to it that I'm not a fan of. It tastes like it tastes like European or non-American coffee. It's very dark and bitter. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> a little alcohol, why not? I guess there's booze in it. Uh, you know what? This there is a hint of like Bailey's to this. Maybe that. Maybe you should just have coffee with Bailey's if you're going to do something like this. Is maybe. That, I don't know. Yeah. If you're working in a brewery, though, isn't that sacrilege? Yes, I believe so. But I don't okay. work in a brewery. Neither do you. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not, not, not yet. Well, let's get into the surliness of surly, right, though. So this is kind of wild, you guys. There. As you mentioned, Omar Ansari was kind of the brainchild owner behind it. Their head brewer was a guy named, I believe it's Todd Hogg? Hogue? I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. But, like, he was basically the head brewer, and he was kind of considered the secret behind Surly. Pretty widely, people are like, he's the secret sauce. He's the guy who's the reason that they're so, so successful. Part of a band who made an appearance in a Nick Cage movie. Um, <laughs> That's wild. It's a Nick Cage and David Lynch movie. Oh my god, what an odd combo. Sounds it like is. a coffee beer. <laughs> wow, okay. It's uh, The movie is Wild at Heart. So, if you're looking, I guess, to check that out. Anyways, like... There's this huge, it's almost like they're calling it a Lennon-McCartney breakup. Essentially, even though he was considered the brains behind the operation and the reason that things were so successful, he was never actually offered uh, ownership, which, fine, whatever. He actually left on very bad terms. His leaving quote was, I'm not quitting my job, I'm quitting Omar. So they're not buddies anymore. And now, Tom, do you know where he's the head brewer? Tell me. War Pigs. Oh, my. Plot twist. Plot twist. Not the Mickler version, which, as we know, Mickler is probably their persona non grata. They got their own issues. But, but yeah, we did a War Pigs beer earlier this year, Salmon Pants, which was incredible. Yeah, we're enjo- we enjoy War Pigs. I like yeah. what they do I've, I, every chance I get it. So pretty interesting there. Well, let's, let's stay on this topic because you're, you're essentially describing the divorce of a longtime partnership. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the divorce... Okay, well, interesting, because divorces of long-time partnerships, a lot of times they're surprising, correct? And sometimes there are certain combinations 
that you look at and you go, no, 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 that shouldn't be together. <laughs> Coffee and beer. Yeah, I mean, is and there yet, a more... They're still together. Is there a more relevant example than Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde? Harry Styles and <laughs> Olivia Wilde. Let's just get into it. I mean, yeah, this, dr- jump into it. Jump this might into be it. a little bit. By the time this comes out, we might know more. But this is what we know right now. What we know, right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> like like Will McAvoy. Yeah. Good evening. I'm coming to you from <laughs> CNN's desk. This is what we know right now. There's a TikTok sound going on right now where it's uh, like a news report, and it goes, "Good evening. Our top story tonight: everything is awful." <laughs> and that's exactly how I would describe the "Don't Worry, Darling" press tour. So again, backing it up further, Olivia Wilde directed this movie called "Don't Worry, Darling," which is her second uh, feature as a director. And it's based on some book, and it's got a big starry cast. People were pretty excited about it. Actually, slight correction for you on that. I don't know if it's a a full correction, but Olivia Wilde picked it up from the... It was already a written script on The Blacklist, which, for those of you who don't know, is everyone who's not like a big published screenwriter... A lot of them submit their scripts to what's called the blacklist, who reviews them, and then puts together a list of the best sure. unowned properties out there. And this was one of them. And she took a look at it and then apparently decided to adapt from that and develop, which, like, people are. She said this on in an interview that she's like, Yeah, I thought it was good source material, and I kind of went with it. And you don't say that, apparently, about a script because you're essentially saying the screenwriters are trash and I'm better than them. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to go over well in the screenwriting community, for sure. But this is apparently par for the course with Olivia Wilde. For those who don't know who Olivia Wilde is, how would you? what would you suggest as an introduction to them? Um, well, she was... Uh, her big role that I first remember her being in was The Change-Up with Jason Bateman and Ryan Reynolds. Okay. Um, but she's been in a number of different films. She was in Drinking Buddies. She was in The O.C. She was in The O.C. Um, she was in a show called uh, Bickford Schmeckler's Big Idea. <laughs> Bickford Schmeckler. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking up her, her Wikipedia right now just to get... Oh, yeah. She was in Tron Legacy. Forgot about that. Um, She directed Book Smarts. That was the big movie that she went behind the camera for. Um, But, yeah, I mean, she's a longtime actress and also was famously married to Jason Sudeikis. Most notably. Which plays a major role in the drama surrounding this film. Harry Styles in this movie. Florence Pugh in this movie. Uh, Shia LaBeouf supposedly was supposed to be Holy shit, I forgot about that plot twist of it. So, he was supposed to be in the movie. Uh, It only recently came to light that Olivia was saying that she fired him from the movie because of bad behavior. She didn't... She was trying to basically make it seem like I'm protecting my cast and I'm woke and all that He had some kind of like... There was some sort of bogus abuse or something. Well, he... I mean... It's still kind of ongoing, but he's he's treated some people pretty poorly. That's been established. However, uh, Shy did not take this line down. He released a video of Olivia Wilde literally begging him to come back to the movie. <laughs> that seems pretty clear that she was lying, and he was like, I quit your movie because it was such a shit show, not because I was being bad. So, like, in a weird way, now Shia has sort of become the victim in this 
Very Johnny strange Depp. thing. Very Johnny Depp. Um, even more so, uh, Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis got divorced right around the time of this movie, and she pretty quickly moved on to a relationship with young Harry Styles. Who's like some sort of icon for some reason. Like, what has this guy done outside of being a boy band? He's like, he's like if Justin Timberlake... Actually, yeah. I've heard really terrible things about Justin Timberlake, truthfully, but... like, Well, I mean, he's just like the hot it guy of the moment. I personally don't understand it, but he wears... You know, fancy clothing. And somebody, somebody like said that. basically Harry Styles is good looking. Uh, a bunch of fourteen year old girls who are now twenty grew up idolizing him, which apparently is all it takes to get in a movie. And then right. somebody corrected them and said, "No, you should be fucking the director as well." <laughs> yeah. So controversial relationship. Controversial enough that the star of the movie, Florence Pugh, has publicly said that she thought it went a little overboard in the terms of like. She wasn't really locked into directing this movie. And now they're doing this press tour. It's been a total disaster. Florence Pugh is not there. Olivia Wilde's been on the front lines basically trying to answer for the craziness. And as if this wasn't weird enough, uh, it appears that Harry Styles spit at Chris Pine. Yes. During one of the panels. I'm on team Chris Pine for this. It looks like spit. what, What Chris Pine looks like throughout this there's just screenshots all over the place and he looks like he would rather be anywhere else he looks like he's a million miles away every time harry styles opens his stupid fat mouth right and i mean i've seen harry styles in exactly one movie dunkirk where he basically just closes his mouth and looks nice i don't think much of him as an actor at this point and based on what has transpired from this pr nightmare it doesn't sound like he's going to be that good in this film. And this is just an unmitigated mess already. Okay, so Coffee Bender here. A unlikely duo that apparently the brewing team is pretty fond of there. It's going to stay together. Are, are we are we saying Coffee Bender is Olivia Wilde and, and Harry Styles? I mean, I don't think they should stay together. But that doesn't mean people won't drink them. And in a way... I think I would pivot to say this is Harry Styles' acting career. Yeah, he's going to be in a lot more movies. He's going to get a lot of chances. That doesn't mean he deserves it. And that doesn't mean that I am going to enjoy it, which I still am not enjoying this beer. Okay, so you're not enjoying it. I'll tell you what, as I take it, yeah, it's coffee, right? That's that's what we're talking about. I'm right. getting a huge, huge gust of coffee here. I'm sure there's a little beer, but more than anything, I'm buzzing. I'm not like, I'm not boozing, I'm buzzing. Yeah. And I don't hate it, but I don't hate coffee, right? Is this my first choice? No. Does having the name Surly on the can help sell it to me that it's going to yeah. be done well? Yes. Do I think this is mixed well? I do. I, I think this is probably, in my limited coffee beer experience, mixed well. As far as like a, a comparison of what the taste is like, it's very, very bitter. And there's no beer flavor. No, there's not at all. I mean, this... This feels like a like a coffee energy drink. Remember when they used to make those like yes. monster coffees? Yes, exactly. That's what this kind of tastes like. And and I'm actually curious to try this out of the glass, not because I think I'll enjoy it more, but maybe there's something to be unlocked that is not in the can. I will say drinking this is like um, it's like watching the Fast and the Furious movies. Basically, once was it Justin Lin took over? Yeah. Yeah, it's well done, but, like, should it have been done? 
<laughs> you know? I mean, I guess... Like, I see what you're saying. Yeah. What inspired them to not only remake it, they were like, whoa, this thing has got way off track. Let's start over with The Fast and the Furious, which is, by the way, we'll add articles to the first one that was successful. Can you do all of the titles without looking it up? Because I think I can do it. No, I know you can. You've done it for me before. Yeah. I don't even think I asked. Yeah, all right. Let me try this out of the glass, then I'll give that a whirl. It's a great smell. Yeah, I, it's it's just not doing it for me at all. I think it's pretty coffee heavy. Very coffee forward. Yeah. All right, let me see if I can do the Fast and Furious. So we've got, uh, obviously, the Fast and Furious. That's the first one. Yep. Then there's Too Fast, Too Furious. Yep. Then there's Fast and Furious, Tokyo Drift. Yep. Then there's... The Fast and the Furious, the fourth one. Yep, that's where they rebooted. Yep. Then there's Fast Five. Yep. Then there's, uh, I believe it is Fast and Furious Six. Yep. That's the Paul Walker death one. Mm. Oh, wait, no, no. The next one is Furious Seven, dropping the Fast. Yes. And then uh, I believe they just went with F8 as the Fate of the Furious. Fate of the Furious. And then. The, uh, I honestly don't. I haven't seen the ninth one yet, so I don't know. Uh, I know there was an interlude with Hobbs and Shaw, uh, yeah. a Fast and Furious saga. Oh my God, a Fast uh, and Furious verse, a Fast and Furious verse. Yeah, you know what? I this is a good pivot point though. Is coffee and beer mixing as well for me as Dwayne the Rock Johnson and Vin Diesel? <laughs> Wow! Yeah, yeah. As a reminder, that was a big talking point for us. This is that was like that was like man cave version of this. Don't worry, darling. Drama. Every yeah. dude was like, "Yeah, look at these two hulks. They're going at it. It's so awesome." And these guys were basically just behaving like four year olds. Like Vin Diesel's like, "Right, I don't want to work with him." And The Rock was like. I'm not wide enough. Yeah, the well, the, the big turning point was, you know, The Rock basically tried to exit the franchise quietly without, like, blowing up the behind-the-scenes stuff. And then Vin Diesel had that hilarious Instagram post where he was like, Dwayne, my little brother. Oh, God, We've been yes. through hell together. Like, we need you to come back. My kids call you uncle. And then, like, The Rock was like, you are completely full of shit. <laughs> we don't even like each other. Yeah, so I thought that was hilarious. I also think it's funny that Vin Diesel, there's this incredible interview where he talks about being on Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. And he claims that uh, Steven Spielberg asked him to shoot a scene in this movie and said that, I hired you to be a director, not to be an actor. This was Vin Diesel in 1998, okay? This is what he's saying to a reporter. <laughs> and I just think this is, like, peak egotistical bullshit. Like, there's no way I believe that story. But I believe that Vin Diesel believes that for himself. You know. Now, what I mean? did he give that soundbite on, like, the press tour for The Pacifier? Oh, no. <laughs> this, was in a, this was in a GQ profile, Can I you think. imagine... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you know, Steve. I just anytime you, you talk know, about him, it just goes, it just goes immediately sliced alone. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I'm Adrian. Steven Spielberg. You know, he's talking to me. He's like, hey, uh, you're you're a director. Bully. You're bully me. 
Bow-wow! You're not an actor. No! <laughs> it's about how hard you can get here and keep moving forward. In a way, it's a shame that they haven't done a movie together. Who? Rocky and... Yeah, Sly and Dude, uh, I think Sly Stallone's like a stand-up guy. I'm going to go out there and say it. I don't, I don't have a reason to not believe that. Right? I'm saying that... There should be a crossover. If they're like clearly, what Fast and Furious is doing is they're just bringing in these old legends to like you know be part of the fold. I mean, legend is yeah, I guess. Why not bring Sly Stallone in as Vin's dad? Wow, that now that's an idea. Interesting. They already brought in John Cena as his brother. That that doesn't make Did any they sense. Really? Yeah. Good lord, this thing is just out of control. All right, let's get back to something topical that I think people will enjoy. Even not to say that our recounting of this drama was not enjoyable, sure. but let's talk about these combinations. Give me a combination that you did not think would last as long as it has. Um, I'm going to go with Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez, part two. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. A throwback, not only because they took a 17-year break and they were an era of the early 2000s. They they basically kind of kicked off celebrity uh, gossip and paparazzi culture. Yeah. But, yeah, I definitely thought they would break up by now. So. I have an interesting one. Yeah. The NCAA as an organization and football. <laughs> yeah. That's very topical right now. How, how many more years do you think they got left of that relationship? I, to be honest, I think the NCAA has just abused it like crazy to, and made it believe that it cannot actually exist without the NCAA. Yeah. And now it's starting to like go to therapy, football is, and it's learning about its inner strength and its understanding that, wait a minute, I can do this by myself. And the NCAA is just like... Hold on, because the NCAA is full of these just like absolutely twisted people who know exactly how to push and prod and torture and hit that right spot so that you go, no, 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 I can't do this without you. And they're like, whoa, hold on. They've got them in Stockholm Syndrome. Yes, let's pay pay the players, but, but. Not going to actually pay. It's not real, (laughs) right? Because we all have to get paid. It's insane. And the whole bowl structure too, it's. All it's all going to come crashing down at some point, and the fact that it hasn't yet is just absolutely shocking to me. <laughs> well, I think that we're headed for a divorce in, in the near future, but yeah, you're right. I, the NCAA for decades has thrived off you know loopholes and bullshit and the fake sanctity of college athletics and amateurism and education when the whole time it's just been operating as a full-blown business all right i think it's time to give a score um i think you know where i'm leaning so i'm gonna let you go yeah, first yeah, i want i want to let's play some limbo let's see how low tom can go here <laughs> okay i think this is mixed well um i just don't know that this is the this is the first beer that i've had that has like coffee added to it not just like oh yeah we threw some beans in you know, yeah. like the, you, the, they actually put cold brew <laughs> into this thing, and I'm shaking a little bit. It is. It calls itself rich, malty, roasty, and yeah, it's all of that. Five point five percent should be pretty drinkable, but I, I'm concerned that I'm going to be wired just having one of these, right? And where is the place for it, right? I can't have this at eight in the morning. 
because it's a beer. I can't have this at 9 p.m. because it's full of coffee. I'm stuck in the middle. And I got to respect that they tried something different and that they mixed it well and it, it tastes pretty okay. I'm going to go three. Three out of five. Three Vinces out of five Vinces. God, you you were setting me up for a low score and then you went right down the middle. So I won't waste any time. This is a 1.5 out of five, <laughs> Tom's. This beer sucks, okay? This is not a beer. I'm sorry, Surly Brewing. I'd love to try some of your other stuff. All respect in the world to what you're doing. We're team I time. hate this beer. Just like I will not see Don't Worry Darling and I hate Harry Styles' general ethos. Yeah, sorry, not for me. All right. I don't think any more needs to be said outside of the fact that yeah. I have had some Surly before. That is not this wild kind of swing. And it's been very good. So we'll, we'll get a Furious IPA going here, something in the future that's probably a little less out there. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, every once in a while you got to take a swing. But this will be my first and last coffee bender. I can tell you that. What I'd love to see, I'd love to have a comparison of all these beers like before and after Todd, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a great point. BT and AT? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I'd like to unpack that another time. But I think we're wrapping up here. So thanks for joining us. If you have not done so yet, please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And be real. We just added that to the mix, huh? Did we really? No. <laughs> I was going to say, like I've, I've actually been boasting about how I'm not on Be Real. We're the first podcast on Be Real. That, that'll Yikes. be a, a terrible that goal. That would be tough. Yeah. But until next time, I'm Tom. I'm Vince. This has been Friday Night Beers, where we have clear eyes, full cans. Must booze. We'll see you later. <laughs>